just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHS. Good Sunday morning, Bob Sikoler. The Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. Hope you're having a good Sunday with us. On today's show, we've got our good friend Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. Great guy. Does great job at closing. Also, wills and a variety of other things. You can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Also, another good friend and a great guy, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They are the number one home team inspection service. Yes, now eight years in a row. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. And me, Bob Sokoler, you can, if you're thinking about selling, even if it's not this year or next year, you just want to talk about it, you can reach me. We can talk via phone, Zoom, you name it. I'll come out free of charge, no obligation. It's what I do. It's what I love. 376-548. Three, that's three seven six five four eight three. Coming up a little later on in the show, the most common real estate questions that we get that as realtors around the country and here in Louisville, we'll hit that in a second. We'll get to your actual questions in just a moment. But first, mortgage demand has jumped nearly twenty eight percent in one week as the internet rates uh, dropped to the lowest point in months. Uh, so that that's great news. Uh, the rates are low, lowest since September, and that's bringing in a new demand for the mortgage market. The interest rate for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage decreased last week approximately uh, to 6.23%. That's down from 6.42%. All right, moving on. I sent uh, some pictures to Brad this week. I was at a um, a home of um, a potential listing of mine, and I, I won't go into names other than I will tell you I was overwhelmed with this lady's ability to stage a home, but more importantly, the detail that she she uh, kept records of her home. Now, Brett, just so everybody knows, I told my office manager about this, and she said, oh, my goodness, I didn't know that you'd do this. So this lady actually takes the water heater, she drains it once a year, and then she logs it. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah. How often, besides that being that amazing? Okay, so yeah, she was a meticulous uh, about flushing that that water heater. Um, you know, the here's what I would say about. I think it's it's a good practice if you do it once uh, you have the, the the water heater installed in your home. The problem is is that you've got a five or six year old water heater, and you go to open the valve to drain it out, and the valve doesn't close again so you're going to be calling the plumber to replace the valve on the uh, on the water oh. heater so mm-hmm. the manufacturers recommend that the the you know i think i've seen some manufacturers that'll say you should you should open the valve every month but again the problem is is that if you've never done it uh, this is why home inspectors don't open valves in in homes uh, during an inspection because once you turn that valve for the first time if it's an old valve it's not gonna it's it's gonna leak it's gonna uh, not seat itself so it's a good idea. I think the plumbers would say it's a, it's a good, good idea if you do it starting when you have the new hot water heater or the new water heater. But I don't know that I would start doing it five years in. That's I think you're just waiting for leaks. Okay. All right. But and then once a month, that sounds crazy. But um, she's doing it once a year. I don't know if it was new, but if you're buying a new home, by the way, that's a really good idea to do this once a year. But uh, Melissa is her name. I'll just tell you, it, first name yeah. is Melissa. 
and very I, i'm i'm up against other agents i'm hoping i'm getting this listing you just never know when you're up against other agents but i have to tell you that uh, this would be a great house and uh whether it's me or whoever uh, one of my compadres around the city gets the listing uh it's a great house it'll be a great buy all right let's move over to uh, chuck lisa lives here in orlando but she and her husband are thinking about buying a condo in florida unfortunately the most recent hurricane that came through destroyed the first floors of the multi-story buildings in the condo complex that Lisa is interested in and buying into. By the way, I've heard this from several people who are interested in buying kind of vacation homes where they were hurt or destroyed by the, the hurricane that went through a couple of months ago. So Lisa writes and asks us that the condo association is supposedly trying to condemn the first floor of all the building units that were hit hard by the hurricane and water. And, and Brad, you may want to get in on this as well, but she is wondering if she bought a second story unit and they condemn the building, what happens to her unit? Does that mean her, her potential unit is condemned as well? Do you have any clue on the answer on this? Well, if it's a Florida condo, I'm not allowed to give an answer. Yeah, okay. Because um, you're a I am, part of him. I am only licensed in Kentucky. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, if they're condemning parts of the building, that might make you think just as a common sense uh, issue as to whether you want to go for another part of that building. The, I think what she's indicating that the, the value has gone down, which means oh, it's a good yeah. buy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but, right. you know, is, is it a good buy if the value has dropped? I mean, you may get a better price for what it was yeah. prior, but yeah. the prior price obviously is, yeah. So, you know, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the and another f a group that I talked to actually I was talking to them about this, and uh, it's scary. So, uh, buyer beware. I guess that's what we're saying. If you're thinking about buying down in Florida, especially where a hurricane came through, Brad, any thoughts on yeah. that before we move to our next question? No, water's water is our enemy. You know, anything that's water damage, that's that's where the uh, the problems are going to be. And yeah. you know, some of those things are covered up. Of course, Florida construction. You know, I've got family that lives in Central Florida that was in the the path of that hurricane, and yeah. the way the house was built, no no damage to it at all. But still, water coming inside buildings is is bad for the building. Yeah. yeah, my my brother Corey lives in North Naples, and he it mm -hmm. just skirted around him. He got lucky, thank goodness. <laughs> All right, so uh, Brad Lonnie listens to our show all the time. He says uh, in an email, he's wondering about gas stove regulations. There has been a lot in the news. He says he, he read about the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission announcing in mid-December last year that uh, they would consider its first-ever health regulations on stove, gas stoves, and he's wondering, is there really a problem? Should he be concerned about his family and by that anybody who has a gas stove? Your thoughts? Yeah. So, I mean, I know that basically that kind of got rescinded, the the potential ban got rescinded, but there's some things to, to know if you've got a gas stove in your house and really it's, it goes back to ventilation. So the two things that, that gas stove owners need to be concerned about is make sure that if you, when you have your, your burner on, the flame needs to be blue. If you have orange tips, yeah. if you have an orange or red flame, you have an incomplete combustion cycle going on you're short on oxygen typically which means you could have clogged orifices you know food's gotten in there so if you see any sort of orange or red in those flames make sure that you have that that stoves um, serviced beyond that it's really about ventilating the home you know a gas stove requires ventilation and not the type that is a fan underneath your microwave you know which just blows the air right back in your face a natural 
gas or a gas burning uh, appliance should have exhaust to the outside. It can't exhaust back into the inside of the house. So, you know, we see homes where people have taken the sliding electric range yeah. and they've converted to natural gas, but they have never um, installed any sort of additional ventilation. Those homes are going to have more indoor air pollutants. You know, the nitrogen oxides are the things that are problematic, either NO, the nitric oxide, or the nitrogen dioxide, the NO2. Um, those are, you know, elements of smog. So if they're in your home, they're, they can, you know, cause respiratory issues. I, I did an indoor air quality test at a home um, here last year, and the buyer was concerned about uh, in fact, it, part of it was their concern about the uh, the gas stove that was in there. And what we found in the test was that the they were getting some incomplete incomplete combustion, mm -hmm. and it was we were picking up light hydrocarbons in our testing, which, you know, and th basically that's just telling us, look, you've got an incomplete burn, um, you know, some adjustments can take place. But in this case, the biggest concern was the inadequate ventilation. They had a downdraft ventilation in it, but it was, uh, it was very inefficient. And so there was really no, they were seeing that there was smoke and things, you know, coming off the burner where the previous, you know, the sellers, you know, hadn't kept things clean and they're like, where is all this going? Well, it's just going into the air because the uh, downdraft, you know, ventilation system isn't working very well. So that's the problem. It's really all about keeping, you know, it ventilated when you're using one of those. If you don't have a good, um, hood the next best thing to do is, is just crack open a window you just need a little bit of air exchange when you're when you're using the uh the gas stove i have a gas stove do either of you two have gas stoves i do you do okay. I, I, yeah. I don't but i want one that uh, would be my, my preference uh, and a lot of people prefer that so hearing this talk about gas stoves i'm not sure what the why that we're hearing this maybe it's a political issue but yeah, I just know i came back uh from argentina last week and all of a sudden i'm hearing all about it yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Hopefully that is the answer that, um, that Lonnie will at least give you some heads up on it. By the way, if you want to see uh, or hear and see a rebroadcast of what we're talking about, because this may have perked your curiosity and you want to send it to somebody, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's our, uh, the URL to go to our YouTube channel where we're rebroadcasting this show, the video and audio louisvilleanswers.com and then you'll be able to forward that if you want to a friend or somebody that you want them to hear a bit, little bit more about uh, gas stoves also if you want to hear what uh, sellers are saying about us go to louisvillesellerstalk.com that's louisvillesellerstalk.com okay back over to you chuck william has a problem with property taxes on one of his rental properties and this this may round ring true to some of our listeners it appears the property tax payment that William made never made it to the sheriff's office. So now a year or more goes beyond and he finds out a company has bought the rights to the property to pay the taxes. And so William is now worried, I think appropriately, about losing the property. So what are his options? Are you familiar with what those options might be? Yeah, well, first off, um, I used to collect those taxes. Uh -huh. uh, so... Yeah, low these many years ago. Uh, the idea is uh, if a third party like the bank sent the check into the sheriff and it never uh, was cashed and it was sent on time in the proper amounts, then that's the bank's problem. They're required to make sure the check gets there and the check's cashed. It's part of the tax service department for his mortgage. Uh, secondly, if he sent the, the bill in, 
you should have made a, you know, made a check to see if that check cleared or not. If it didn't clear, then that's his notification. Hey, you need to check that out. Plus, there's like 20 reminders that the sheriff sends out that says, hey, we didn't receive a check. This is going up. This is going up. There's notices all over the place. Uh, but having said that, once the tax bill becomes delinquent, usually April, May of uh, the following year. So, uh, let's just back up the whole timeline. A tax bill is assessed and attached on January 1st of the year for which the bill is assessed. That's how the statute reads. So the 2022 bill was assessed and attached on January 1, 2022, payable November of 2022 at a 2% mm -hmm. discount. Face value in December, 2% penalty in January, uh, an additional eight in February. Then they start adding on all kinds of fees, becomes delinquent April, May of 2023. Well, it's got a year redemption before you can do anything with it. Can't sue anybody, you can't foreclose on it, nothing like that for that one year. And then there's a statute of limitations of 10 years thereafter. OK, so um, the fact of the matter is, unless if unless he has some sort of claim with his mortgage company that says, hey, you need to take care of this bill. All you do is you call the folks that bought the tax bill. When you buy the tax bill, take an assignment of the lien. You have to fill out all kinds of information, among which is a working phone number. Mm -hmm. So you can just call them up. I, I get payoffs on these all the time. Uh, they're usually fairly quick. They will be hefty penalties. That's why you want to make sure that it wasn't something the mortgage company was supposed to pay uh, because they would be liable for those extra fees if they did not take care of the bill properly. If it's not a mortgage company issue, ouch, you learned an expensive lesson. So uh, well, I'm fascinated by the fact that you have all this knowledge about this because I didn't tell you this was a question <laughs> that was coming. So kudos to you, Chuck Crosby. But William, also not only for you, but for anybody who doesn't escrow their the property taxes and insurance this is uh, the takeaway here is to what chuck said at the beginning of this to check to make sure that those taxes have been paid even though you sent the check and you maybe you're not checking to make sure that the check cleared yeah. Yeah. The thing is, they, they send out so many notices yeah, afterwards, well, yeah. unless it's going to the wrong place. Mm -hmm. And that's possible. It is possible. But the fact of the matter, yeah, the fact of the matter is the state wrote themselves four aces. Uh, I used to say this occasionally when I was with, uh, you know, collecting the taxes, that uh, there's only two things certain in life, death and taxes. If you're alive, you need to make sure that tax bill was paid. All right. Good stuff. We're going to take a break. A reminder, if you want to hear and see, well, at least hear and read what people are saying about us, our Sokoler team, you can get to go to louisvillezillow.com or louisvillegoogle.com. That's a redirect to those locations so you can read about us. Also, if when you come back, well, we're going to talk about the most common real estate questions that we get. Again, with us, we continue with Chuck Crosby, who is the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. And as we all now know, he was a former tax collector, but also a really good guy and a knowledgeable guy. You can uh, reach out to Chuck with just about any question at 499-6360. I always ask him at a closing about the meaning of life, and I get the answer. And also, yes, he did. And then also with us, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team, do a great job getting your home inspected. Uh, you can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. And you can reach me, Bob Sakota. I'll come out and talk. No obligation, no cost, but come out and talk about how to get your home sold and what the plan might be for this year or next year or beyond. 376-5483 is my direct cell. 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. 
I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, Kentuckiana's largest inspection company and the number one home team inspection service in the nation. Our unique team approach makes us fast. Multiple inspectors means efficiency. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, are trusted. We perform thousands of home inspections in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. We're accurate. The team approach means multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties. Fast, trusted, accurate. That's your home team advantage. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. People often think that real estate agents market and sell the same way, but they don't. I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've worked with the best agents throughout the country. Having a local real estate agent who offers great marketing and options to fit your needs is smart. In Louisville, the agents I trust and you should hire are Bob and Greg Sokola. If I were selling Louisville, Bob and Greg would be my guys. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sikola, Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you till the top of the hour. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran. We're going to go up and see her in a couple of weeks, eh, maybe a couple of months down the road here, so I'm looking forward to that. With us as we continue to the top of the hour, Chuck Crosby, who owns the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach Chuck for a closing, a will, and a lot of other things at 499-6360. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They are a number one home team inspection service now eight years in a row at 844-411-TEAM. They do a great job coming in as a team. And you can reach me if you want to just talk about getting your home on the market now or in the future. You can reach me on my cell phone anytime, 376-5483. All right, some quick questions about that we things that we hear and find or are questioned about from uh, home sellers and buyers. So one question might be, how should I prepare my house before selling it? And what we'd say is first impressions in business, as in selling your home, are important. And anyone walking through a house or touring it virtually will be looking at ways to pass or negotiate down the price. So it needs to be clean and in good shape. We'll talk more about that on a future show. Also, should I order a home inspection before you list a home? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great idea because it will help you fend off any potential problems that you might have with the sale of the home that will come during a home inspection by the buyer. How long will it take to sell my home? And I'll tell you right now, it is an unusual question because it depends on the price, location, condition of the home. So we can give you a ballpark amount of time. In a hot market, it could take a day or two. In a current market that we're in right now, it may take a couple of weeks or even a couple of months. What's the selling price of the home? And that's determined, just so you know, by 
an agent coming out, looking at comparables in the area, and then coming back to you or doing it right there as I do it. I take my computer and we look at the comparables in the area. So you as a seller can figure out what the house is worth. In addition to me pointing out what we look for and what an appraiser looks for, is there any reason my home's assessed value differs compared to the market value? So the assessors come out. This is the last question on this, guys. The assessor comes out from the county tax group, whoever it might be, Jefferson County, and they do a ballpark, but it can vary because they're not coming in the house. So if you added granite, you updated the uh, bathrooms and kitchens, then they're not going to necessarily know all that, especially if you haven't pulled a permit, which uh, is an indication to the county assessor that you are improving the house and that they will probably want to raise your taxes. So those are some of the more common questions that we get in real estate about the sale of a home. All right, we go back over to Chuck on this next question, an unusual one here. Eddie writes in, his daughter's car was parked on the street, was plowed into. He says there's no indication who did it. Street cameras weren't available. Friend said it might be illegal to park cars on the street outside of a home. Eddie says that a lot of people are doing that, parking the cars outside on. I've seen them in my neighborhood. I don't know about yeah. Chuck with you or Brett. But he's wondering, is especially with a, a neighborhood um, homeowner association, can he report can he get information can he report the incident to his home insurance company or car insurance company to get his daughter's car repaired so basically do we have any information that will help homeowners whether they should be parking cars on the street not on the street is it based on the community or standards um it, obviously uh in the city of louisville uh, there are places you can park and places you can't park. They're generally marked. Um, if what you're talking about is in a in a homeowners or in an area where there's a homeowners association, uh, that'll be part of the the rules and regulations of that community, and they differ. Mm. Uh, there are many subdivisions where parking out front is perfectly fine, uh, but then there are many like mine uh, where you don't want to park out front um, at all. Uh, and you know, but I don't know that that has any uh, relation to the insurance claim. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree and with you there. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't see how that even comes into play. Well, this was a friend um, who know, said that it might have an impact on reporting it to the insurance company. I don't know of that either. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Nah. No, I don't think it would, um, you know, and if it does, well, you know, you still need to report it to your insurance company because yeah. you don't know who did it yeah. um, and hit and run. Maybe, you know, call out the cops, see if they can find anything. But that's unlikely. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're seeing more and more reports about that, especially when we got bad weather out there and putting your car on the street. Yeah. Say, you know, from living in New York uh, during the bad weather, you don't use your good car. You use your winter rat. <laughs> let it get hit easily yep no kidding yes all right so this question and chuck and uh brad you may or may not know this um i just paid a hefty electric bill from the cold weather we had i also just paid the water bill well carol writes in i didn't look at this but i should have she writes and she says she moved into a fairly new house getting a wild water bill Louisville Water Metro District is charging, as she says, $80 a month because, according to what she understands, the rainwater that comes off the roof goes into the ground, and she's being charged for that. Now, I never heard of that, but, Brad, you're shaking your head. Yeah. Yes, what's the story? Yeah, that's yeah. – no, I mean, I, I I don't know that I can speak as a subject matter expert, but as a homeowner who pays that bill, yeah, those – those uh, our mm -hmm. water bill is basically – you know, half of it's water, half of it is uh, for the runoff, for the for the yeah. uh, the storm sewers. 
Okay, so then that it's yeah. an eighty dollar assessment. You know this, Chuck? Also, eighty. I never looked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know that it's eighty dollars. Um, I know with our uh, with our area, I'm on the uh, uh, HOA board. We pay a significant bill every every time around uh, for drainage. It's based on uh, square footage and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. So it's not just oh for rainwater that runs off your roof. Yeah. It's for any drainage. It, and it's just some mathematical formula that they use. And I think you can actually call them and have them come out and redo the math every now and again. Oh, that's interesting. That's that's a takeaway that we need to know about. All right. Yeah. Maybe something to do. All right, Chuck, we go over to you with this next question. Anita has a doorbell camera. Witness someone in the neighborhood walking the dog and then letting the dog go to the bathroom in her yard without cleaning up the mess. I think a lot of people are worried about this and have seen this happen. And then it happened with the same dog, different person a couple of days later. So she wants to confront the person. She's wondering, is that so smart to do? Going to be called the police. No. <laughs> is, there a, is there a homeowner association or city department that will review video and find out who is responsible? By the way, this is not some isolated incident because one of our social media accounts that we've got, they, they were talking about someone putting dog poop in this person, Susan's garbage. The garbage had already been picked up. That Someone threw the, a bag of untied poop in the garbage that had been left so it it wasn't nice so what do we do about this guys i don't know that there is a whole lot you can do about it uh okay. i yeah. i think that if you call 911 and say hey somebody's dog is oh, you know yeah. somebody's not picking up their dog waste um well what about deer waste i mean let's let's just pull up all the animals yeah, that leave right, waste right. in in a yard uh plus how do you know that that's that dog have we done a dna sample uh, yeah. it's just, there, yeah. there's just too many variables going on here. Um, you know, if it became a health hazard, you know, you've got a pile five feet deep. Uh, maybe there's something you can do about it. I know there's a bunch of, uh, HOA, uh, boards that will try and do that, but just as a lawyer sitting here thinking, okay, so the HOA says, you know, we're going to fine you for X. Well, you know, my immediate response would be, do it. I'll sue you for slander of title. And then we'll run from there and see if you've got DNA evidence saying that my dog is the one doing it. Now, yeah. you know, you've got video evidence. Maybe. I don't know. It just it's kind of a minor thing with a million variables. It's it's one of those things that as a lawyer, you generally say, yeah, I'll take that case for five thousand dollars up front. Yeah, just to uh, make which money. means yeah, yeah. nobody's going to take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and just a reminder, folks, we, there are, a lot of people have doorbell cameras now, and you might be recognizable, so be considerate of the neighbor and pick up. And yeah. After. Now, yeah. if you live in a rural area, there are yeah. permutations to this um, where it can be a hazard next to feedlots. There's a whole slew of cases uh, from law school. I oh. remember about feedlots uh, and the uh, waste and whether or not that's a hazard or whether that's a nuisance. So it can be an issue. But if we're talking small dogs in a neighborhood, yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. so, not so hot on that idea. Be courteous of the of your neighbors and clean yeah. up. I'm I'm with you 100. percent By the way, they have these padded gloves, so you don't yeah. even have. To, it's an easy thing. You put the glove around the and then you pull it out and it's ca captured. Uh, anyway, uh, a couple of quickie notes. If by chance uh, you don't know this by now, we have a free booklet. There's no obligation, no cost. Uh, about selling your home. 150 plus ways to sell your home, make more money. You can send me an email, Bob 
at WeSellLouisville.com. Also, if you are thinking about getting a home inspection, want to know more, uh, and, and incidentally, Brad and Home Team have their own uh, information about home inspections. So in both cases, send me Bob at WeSellLouisville.com. And in the subject line, put home selling tips for my booklet. And for Brad, put uh, inspection tips and send it to me, and I'll send it right out to you just so you know. All right. We are out of time. It went fast, guys, but some good questions and some interesting questions. We love that. You can always email me, Bob, at com with your questions. Just say radio question because we're still doing our Zoom show. And a reminder, you can go to louisvilleanswers.com if you want to see a rebroadcast of this show. A lot more on Apple iTunes and a variety of other things, but the easiest thing is louisvilleanswers.com. Our thanks to Chuck Crosby, who is the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach Chuck and his team to help you get your loan closed and wills and a variety of other things. And you can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. They are a great group of people. You get the job done and get it done right, and you'll know the status of the home you are buying. And you can reach uh, Brad either for a home inspection on the home you're buying or on the one you're thinking of selling, because it's good to have the pre-home inspection, 844-411-TEAM. And you can reach me, Bob Sikola, anytime. If you are thinking about selling, I am here for you to help you and even just give you some advice. You can call me. I can come out. Whatever it might be, free of charge, no obligation. We can talk about it this year or next year. You can reach me on my cell phone anytime, 502-376-5483. Thanks, guys, for being here. Thank you all for being out there. We will see you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.